0: Hello, and welcome to Choosing an Agency. My name's Alex, and I'm here to talk about how to select the right agency to grow your business, giving you the inside line on things to look out for the next time you need external support. I'll be interviewing industry figures from all manner of backgrounds to get hints and tips on the things to consider when choosing an agency. Today, I'm joined by the fantastic Nathan Lomax at Quickfire. Hi, Nathan.
1: Hi, Alex. How are you doing?
0: Yeah, good, thank you. Good. So for people that are just meeting me for the first time, and frankly, I think that's impossible. Um, could you share a little bit more about who you are and what you do?
1: Yeah, sure. Thank you. So my name is Nathan. I'm co-founder of an agency called Quickfire Digital. Quickfire Digital an e-commerce focused digital evolution agency. We focus on Shopify and Shopify Plus. And the whole premise came about through understanding the need for specialists rather than generalists. So rather than trying to do everything for everybody, It was about really finding what you were good at, identifying your swim lane and sticking to it and essentially hanging your colors to the mast. So we spend all of our time designing and building sites and then working with clients to grow their e-commerce businesses. We don't get involved in SEO. We don't get involved in PPC and hence why we recommend to people like yourselves. But yeah, as a, as kind of my role within the business, I'm co-founder of the agency. So I focus on new business growth, client retention. I really get a buzz out of growth in people whether that be internally or externally and as you will know you've probably heard the the famous stories about the 400 conversations a month but essentially yeah I try and speak to as many people as I can and follow that model of reciprocity e.g pay it forwards help others it's not all about the sale I was talking to someone just today and I said actually you know what you need to speak to this person this person this person and he said well what about yourself and I said you're not going to be ready for us right now uh, and nor should you be do these bits first and then come back to us in due course and that I believe is how more business should be done. It's all about ethical business trading, it's not all about chasing the money.
0: Absolutely, so paying it forward is an important thing and so what's your experience so prior to co-founding Quickfire, what's your experience of the agency world?
1: <laughs> None, so I, uh, I was at school, I was incredibly fortunate, my grandparents put me through a, a private school in Holtz and I was there for Seven or eight years. And uh, yeah, I essentially left there with a real bee in my bonnet to start my own business. I was fortunate enough to have some work experience in an agency when I was about 16. Mm -hmm. I was doing some data entry for them and I enjoyed that, to be fair. But actually, I then went traveling for 18, well, for about six months, but I saved up for 12 months prior after leaving school. Um, Saved up, went traveling, spent everything I'd saved got back and decided, you know what, I believe that the stuff I was doing in that agency, I could do myself. And so I decided to start it up. We were selling websites of four or 500 pounds and we just went from there. We started, the reputation started growing. We started getting good results for clients. And as we all know, this is a results-based business. So we did one good thing and that led to another good thing, which led to an opportunity here and there. And all of a sudden we start doing stuff further afield and we pick up a project in Australia, some in London, and all of a sudden it, it just ballooned. And before I knew it, there was an offshore team uh, out in India originally uh, building the sites and I was winning the sites. Now that was fine as a lifestyle business, but actually as I got to twenty one, twenty two, I was having an amazing lifestyle, but it wasn't the agency that I'd always dreamed of. And that agency was something that I could uh, leave for a day to have a round of golf or to spend time with family or friends or whatever. And it would be able to uh, run without me. And actually the way I'd set it up, it very much wasn't like that. And so decided in 2017 to bring it back to the UK and kind of onshore it. And so built out a team in Norwich, picked up two other co-founders. And that's really where the quickfire journey begins. And so, yeah, two other co-founders, Martin, um, who focuses on kind of systems and process, Fred, who focuses more around uh, kind of strategy for clients. And I look after new business. And those kind of, again, back to that specialist rather than generalist, get three people that are really good in their own areas but have weaknesses in others, blend them together, and you get those economies of scale. And never did I think that in the last three years we would have got to this far as quickly, but we have. We now have a team of 18 that I'm incredibly proud of here in Norwich. We've worked with some fantastic clients across the globe, and the results kind of speak for themselves, Alex. And so I'm, I'm over the moon with how the agency's gone, the opportunities we've had to work with some really wonderful people and the nice thing is that every day continues to be different. Yet, I still wouldn't say we're quite in that position where we can walk away and, and leave it. I could. Yes, of course I could. But actually, I'm far too much of a control freak. I can't necessarily let go. <laughs> and so it's important to me that when I do finally make the right hires and build the leadership team and everything else, then we can step back and then we can spend more time with clients saying, OK, well, this is... This is where you are now. Where do you want to go? Where, how are we going to help you get there, etc.? And they're the conversations I enjoy having and would like to be having much more of.
0: And so to get a feel for a bit more of who Nathan is, if you could invite four people, his past or present, to a meal, who would they be?
1: <laughs> Love that. I'm a massive sports fan. And so my first would be Sir Alex Ferguson. I'm actually, a, uh, everyone thinks I'm a Norwich fan and I am secretly. I, I played for Norwich for, for several years as a kid when I thought I was going to be a professional footballer. Uh, that bubble was soon burst and I realized that that was a pipe dream. And so I had to go and forge a a different career. And so, yeah, I'm actually a Man United fan at heart. And so Sir Alex Ferguson has been a huge uh, inspiration in terms of management, in terms of leadership. I've actually just bought a book um, that he and several other managers have have put together. So he would be the first person at the table. Next would be Barack Obama. I just, for some reason, I just love him. I find him inspirational I think the way that he went about his uh, time in the US, I know he wasn't everybody's cup of tea, but I always think he came across absolutely spot on. And I always um, was a big advocate of that. So he would be my second person. The third would probably be someone within the world of e-commerce. I would love to chat with the guy that started Gymshark. He's called Ben. And I just think he is a, a class apart. I think what he's done is phenomenal. And I would love to have dinner with him to learn more about his story. He's a young guy. He's incredibly ambitious and he's taken that brand from strength to strength and he's floated it and he continues to grow. And there's no stopping the guy. He's a real inspiration. The fourth, I think would be, I'm actually at heart a real family guy. And so uh, I lost my grandmother uh, last September and she was a massive influence to me. And so I'd do anything to have uh, another dinner with her.
0: Absolutely. I get that. And, um, what a meal that would be.
1: <laughs> what a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. I think, um, you know, I was speaking to someone who lost both his parents when he was very, very young. He, his answer to that question was to have a meal with his parents and his sisters. And that was it. And I just absolutely get it. To have half an hour, an hour, four hours with someone that you've lost, that you've loved dearly would be absolutely magical.
1: Yeah. Yeah, very much so.
0: So the reason behind this podcast, what we're trying to do is to uncover some inside sort of knowledge in terms of how we can better help clients choose the right agency. So we were inter- in interviewing agencies across the spectrum, website agencies, SEO companies, PR agencies, radio agencies, the, the whole sort of um, kit and caboodle. And so in terms of the next batch of questions, they're more about, you know, how we can help clients. And so what's the worst bit of advice you've ever heard a client be given? <laughs>
1: Uh, I think it's someone that, again, we're quite often pitching and not always the cheapest. And so quite often it's a case of, okay, well, let's just start with this and then we'll get there. And there's, I'm all for an, a minimum viable product, absolutely, if the minimum viable product has any substance whatsoever. And so starting an e-com store without the cart function just makes zero sense. <laughs> so that that was probably the most bonkers thing I'd ever heard is, okay, we can do your your kind of online store for for five grand rather than 10 grand, but actually we're going to start it without a basket, was just like, well, what are you actually doing? for the What's the point in having these pages if you're not going to be able to convert? So that to me was bonkers. I think the other one, I mean, there's a a few rogue bits of advice I've heard floating around, but the other was around um, trying to do everything in-house when the client was clearly out of their depth. And I think for anyone listening to this, the most refreshing thing I've seen, and I was actually again this call this morning, this guy was perfect. He knew what he was very good at. He knew so much about his product. He was an incredibly intelligent guy, but he absolutely knew where his weaknesses were and, and where it just where his strengths and weaknesses were. And that is so important, is having the humility to say, you know what? I'm brilliant at this part, but I'm awful at this part. And this bit is a bit I need help with, and that's why I'm coming to an agency. And if you can get in that position, then you can find a really powerful agency partnership. And if you can be honest and vulnerable with your agency, that to me is a sign of a good agency relationship. When you can say, you know what, Alex, I'm really struggling with Google Ads. I don't understand it. Please, could you give me some help? As opposed to, I've set up loads of campaigns. I know what I'm doing. I've tried to do this. I've tried to do this. I've done this. I've done this. I think you're doing this right or this wrong. Like At the end of the day, why appoint an agency if you're going to be like that? It's about knowing your limitations and saying, look, I'm hiring the experts. I'm investing in it. But I'm going to let them do their job right. I'm not just going to sit on them all the time.
0: So to empower them and let them get on with it.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So for you, as um, when you're dealing with new business inquiries, how important is it for you to qualify leads that come in?
1: Massively important. Not not just for our agency, but also for the client. We turn away probably 60 to 65 percent of opportunities because of the chemistry. And that's two ways. That's either they're not going to be right for quick fire. EG, they're not hungry to grow. They're not prepared to listen. They don't have the team in place to support what we're trying to suggest, or they just don't seem the right fit in terms of personality type and vice versa. Sorry, we're going to be too expensive for you. It's no point in me taking someone on charging them fullback, even if they've got the money. What's the point? They're only going to regret it later down the line. This whole game is built on relationship and trust and rapport and respect and reputation. So, it's important that we qualify them out and also are open and honest. Sorry, I don't think we're going to be the right fit. The budget isn't right for you guys. I'm sorry, we're not going to be the right fit. What you're wanting, that service type, you're wanting Joomla or you're wanting Magento or whatever it is, yeah. that's not our wheelhouse. Let's not try mm-hmm. and do that. It's not going to be the right fit. Sorry, you're wanting to build a website for a hospital. We don't do hospital websites. You're better to speak to someone that specializes in hospital websites. I'm sorry, that's not us. So the qualification process, is the most important. And it's not just qualification for the agency. And that's something I'd encourage anyone listening to this to take on board is you as a retailer need to be qualifying out the agency. Are they the right fit? Do they align from a kind of ethical and and value point of view? That to me is really important from our side. Would I enjoy a beer with this person? Can I enjoy their company? Am I going to enjoy working together? Because if I'm not, then actually, do we need to be doing that piece of work? And actually, are we going to get the best results if we're constantly resenting that relationship? No, we're probably not. So think about think about qualifying on both sides.
0: Yeah, and that chemistry um, is critically important. So you have to be able to get along because when launching what we're doing, that can be tricky enough. But with the web the web projects, there's a lot of seas to sort of navigate, and you need to have um, trust and be able to sort of get over, you know, specific you know, situations that arise in the the migration launch for a new website.
1: I think that's the thing as well is that a lot of people think uh, a website process is a one-way stream, e.g. hire a web company, step back and let them do the work. It's such a intrinsic process. Like you work so closely with the web agency, e.g. normally quite a lot of the content, the page structure uh, in terms of layout of the page. A lot of it is a two-way conversation. It's a yeah. collaborative process. So it's really important you can get on with that person, you buy into them, you buy into that journey as well. And and likewise for us, if I see a brand that actually maybe doesn't have the the, the right budget, but actually they do have something about them, they do just have that spark, they've got that bit of a tenacity, then actually, you know what, sometimes that's just as important. And I'd sooner say, you know what, let's do it for a thousand pound less, because actually, I would love to work with you because I can see the vision and where you're going to take this company and I can I can really buy into that journey. And that's really fulfilling, right? It's important that as an agency, we're doing work that's fulfilling for our team. It's not just, oh, great. Well, Nathan loves football and a football leads come in. Well, that's great. But Nathan's not building it anymore. So who's the people that are building it? We've got that kind of dream client list. Um, And so actually, yeah, how can we try and find those type of brands? And the nice thing is having such a wide range of people, we've got a whole range of brands from your, Legos of the world, which would be incredibly exciting and really interesting campaign, right through to to local cosmetics brands. Where actually, uh, one of the young ladies in the office has said, "Yeah, I really like this brand. I would love to work with them."
0: Excellent. And so, for clients looking at working with agencies, what are the sort of things that they can do to start looking at the agency's reputation?
1: I think the first thing to look at is, is, is your standard kind of Google reviews. Um, yeah, there's, there's sometimes FIFO, Trustpilot, etc. Sometimes you're on a, a drum recommends or some of those platforms. But you know, the first thing I would do is I would go and Google the founders. I would go and f- find out more about the people behind that brand, go and look at their LinkedIn profiles, read their story, understand their journey, see the testimonials, understand if they're the type of people you could work with, because their kind of energy, their enthusiasm, their drive, their passion should come through into the team. And so that's That would be where I'd start. Look at the founders, look at their journey and see if they're the kind of people you want to be working with. Then it's really important that you meet the team. So just understand, again, for our case, while I look after certain clients, I don't look after every client. And so it's really important just because you buy into me, you need to buy into the team as well. So take that opportunity to meet the team. We always do a discovery session where you do meet your project team. And I think that's really important because we could have great chemistry, Alex, but actually if I then say, oh, by the way, for your project, you're going to be dealing with Bob and Joe. And you're like, well, actually, I was I was quite enjoying working with you and I really thought you got us. And now these two don't maybe. And so, yeah, making sure you meet the project team is hugely important. Absolutely. I also want to qualify the client. I think the other thing to look at would just be have they done relevant things or similar things in your sector. They don't always have to, but at the same time, you need something that's relatable ideally. So, okay, they've built in e-commerce before. They've built in the platform you're looking to before. They've dealt with a company with that similar size turnover. They've done this. They've done that. They're just little things to look out for. Now, all of this is just a guide because sometimes, you know what, just your gut takes over and you will know. And I think that's the – if you took one thing away from this segment, it would be that, that just go with your gut because your gut is normally right. You'll get a sense for someone probably in the first 10 seconds of talking to them I either like this company or I don't like this company. And sometimes it feels totally irrational. It might be because the, the shoes weren't polished or it might be because the hair wasn't done. Whatever it is, you will make an assumption. And normally that assumption is bang on. So don't be dismayed from that and just consider, OK, well, yeah, I did have that opinion. Unless someone does something drastic to change it, e.g. actually they start talking and their case studies are phenomenal and everything else. Do trust your gut at times.
0: Absolutely. I've got this really rational thing that I do when I first meet someone in person, which I haven't done for a long while now. Um, a handshake, the quality of their handshake. Then I I steal a little glimpse of their shoes. It's not even about their shoes being polished. It's just the type and the style of shoe they're wearing. For some reason, those two things enter my subconscious and form part <laughs> of my assessment of uh, an individual.
1: Yeah, it really is. It's a small details, right? But actually, it just goes to show, OK, well, is that person detail orientated? Are they not? Are they the type of person working on my project in the web world? Okay, if if they're scruffy, then actually what does that make to their code and everything else? It's just little things like that. And I'm not saying you should base the whole decision on that, but at the same time, don't discount those things. And again, just think about, okay, does that person really understand not only where the business is going today, but tomorrow, the next day, the next day, the next week, the next month, the next year, the next 18 months, et cetera, because you want to buy into longer term relationships where they're on that journey, as opposed to hiring and firing web developers as quick as you like, because they were great for today, but they're not right for tomorrow.
0: Absolutely. people like riding a bike with square wheels. And so for, for um, how important do you think an agency's values are for a client?
1: I think they're massively important because at the end of the day, these are going to be instilled in the team and the people working on the project. I think the thing with agency values is quite a lot of agencies, and we would be no exception, is that we've come up with these values and we don't necessarily um, swear by them day to day. E.g., we don't reinforce them enough. So there's certain there's certain values which kind of the trust, the tenacity, all that good stuff, the continuous improvement. Some of those things we do really, really well. But some of those values, and I'm I'm really guilty for this, Alex, I keep bringing in new values and thinking actually I think we should follow on this or, or do this, etc. Because I always want to keep it fresh and keep pushing forwards. But I think it's important that values are massively important in terms of alignment between brand and agency. But at the same time, they're not the be-all and end-all. And what I mean by that is so many agencies talk a good game about values and actually they don't follow up on it. And I probably shouldn't say that, but unfortunately that's the truth, right? Having spoke to thousands of agencies i know it all too well and i was included i really want to push forward on our values i want to deliver on the values i want us to be saying that these are our five values and we do them every day religiously but the the reality is we don't and so yeah don't take it as the holy grail but do pay some attention to it because it's interesting to see okay they share a common purpose they buy into this they do this they they have this way of working which we either like or don't like etc
0: absolutely i think values are in the industry that I'm in, so SEO and PPC, and especially SEO, there are some quite duplicitous, quite um, dodgy um, agencies about with quite, I don't know, these values wouldn't be worth the paper or the pixels they take up. And I always think of values as this is how we conduct ourselves when no one else is looking. And so I think, you know, personally speaking, you get a sense to what people's values are and what they hold important. And they don't always need to be an exact replica of my um, uh, my values personally to get on because there can be differences and everyone's different from everyone. There's seven billion people on the planet. But I think the values, you can, if you can get a sense to what someone's values are in that process, I think it's quite an important thing for a client to think about.
1: I think you hit the nail on the head there in terms of the industry is unregulated. So there's a lot of people that talk a good game but actually can't back it up. And so it's important that with values – you actually see proof in the pudding. The best thing you can do if you're a client looking to find an agency is go and ask other people. Go and speak to people and look for a recommendation because that person has experienced it firsthand. So, OK, you would like to work with Quickfire. Have a look at some of our clients and go and ask them. Call them up. We're looking to work with Quickfire or ask the client for, or ask the agency for references. I'm interested to to work with you guys. I'd like to speak to a few references. Who can I speak to? okay, yeah, go and speak to this person, this person, this person, and then hear, hear firsthand what it was like to work with that agency because, yes, they might have their values presented beautifully on the website, but whether they deliver against them day by day, I'll be sceptical.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And I think some of our um, best, best learnings and areas where we've taken our relationships forward with clients are when things have gone wrong. And how we've done, dealt with those situations, because that's when you have to really, the sort of moral underpinning of your values will help you manage that situation. So we have situations where we will practically tell a client of a problem before they're aware, aware of it, we'll then highlight the solution. And we've ended up going into meetings thinking we're going to end up in a whole world of trouble. And actually our relationship has been so enhanced by how we've approached that problem, that the client's actually like, this is fantastic, really happy, and you can then move forward.
1: It's a really refreshing approach, Alex, and one that not enough agencies take in that, look, mistakes happen, everyone's human, like these things happen, but it's often how you deal with those errors and the solutions you bring to the table and the accountability you take on yourself to say, you know what, that was my fault. I'm not saying it was okay. I'll do whatever I can to make it right. But actually understanding when you've got it wrong and doing everything in your power to make it right is sometimes equally as important as making a mistake in the first place. So yeah, just think about, Okay, if you do make that mistake, or you do get something wrong, or you do misquote something, or whatever, then put it right.
0: Absolutely. And so, when the agency's look, sorry, when the clients looking to work with an agency, what are, the, are there any sort of red flags that clients should really look out for?
1: I think the biggest thing to think about is capacity. So understanding when capacity is too many, certainly coming from an agency side, too many clients have unrealistic expectations of when something will be delivered. EG. Okay. I'm going to appoint the web agency. And then this time next week, we should have the website finalized that it just doesn't happen. Anyone that tells you it can happen. The same in your industry, Alex, with anyone, Oh, you'll be top of Google next week or, or we'll do this with your Google ads. Like it just, it doesn't happen. There's no, I don't want to say there's no magic bullet because there are some incredibly incredible technologies out there. But at the same time, any of these kind of get-rich-quick schemes, like what makes you think that your business is is going to be different to anyone else? Like surely someone else would have experienced this. I always remember a story with a kind of lead, a lead gen provider that I, I came across this lead gen provider and I thought, you know what, like this is going to be the answer to all lead gen going forwards. This is a saving grace. And of course it was utter hogwash and, and of course it was. But at the same time, I thought for some reason – that I was different to everyone else and that our business would be different. And sure enough, it wasn't at all. It was exactly the same. And so, yeah, just, again, that, that kind of follow your gut, but also just think logically, like, is there a business case behind this? Is there a silver bullet? No. Red flags also would be around uh, response times. So when you're submitting a brief, okay, how long did it take to get back? Red flag will be around communication at the outset. Red flags will be around uh yeah kind of the qualifying process anyone that gives you a quote and doesn't want to go into discovery or anything like that would be a little bit skeptical of and that's not just because it's our process that standard process throughout the web world most people will want to have further deeper conversations before they commit to building something so yeah just think about that essentially everyone should follow realistically a discovery of some description or a fact find, or just some way of finding out more about the business and the functionality. Everyone should deal with a contract. If ever someone says you don't need a contract, stay well away. Anyone that doesn't charge, and this can be a weird one. Anyone that doesn't charge a percentage up front, I'd be really skeptical of. I just find that the most weird way to work. Like uh, that just seems too good, to tr- too good to be true. Um, then going forwards, I'd say, okay, anyone that doesn't um, design the site and just decides to use a theme or something again, There's absolutely nothing disparaging from those that do use Teams because they're right for certain businesses in the market. But at the same time, just know if your business is right for that or not. When it comes to builds, just ask about the testing and the UAT process, what happens there. And then in terms of launch, just make sure that the relationship you've got with that party doesn't just end at launch and you've got some kind of ongoing support or warranty. For us, it's a 12-month bug warranty. If you found anything, it would be solved. I think that's really important just for that peace of mind to say, you know what? we're going to go into this relationship we essentially do not know this party and we don't know you as a client however everything we've said so far makes sense they understand our brand they buy into our values they share a similar ethos and we've got some comfort and control about that after sale e.g we're going to be looked after we're going to have a dedicated project manager we're going to have frequent check-ins and we've got a, a, a kind of snagging budget if we need it
0: perfect so other than that nothing then
1: Apart from that, no red flags, yeah.
0: (laughs) Perfect. No, and I think that's really interesting. I think the discovery uh, conversation is critical, uh, regardless of the industry you're in, because you can't, that will surface real business challenges that a client will have that an agency should be able to then innovate around and come up with solutions to help them solve that business problem. Yeah. So then in terms of um, agencies that you admire in your space, which ones do you think are absolutely smacking it out of the park at the moment?
1: We've always started our agency based on mentoring and support from other agencies. And so there's some that automatically stick out. There's an agency called Fountain Partnership. Um, yep. You may know a guy called Marcus, him, Rob, Laura, Rebecca, like the whole team took me under their wing and were incredibly supportive and continue to support us. And so I've always admired them and they, the results, uh, the kind of proofs in the pudding, right? They continue to deliver great results and they grow from strength to strength. There's an amazing, amazing development agency called Kyan, uh run by a guy called Leron with two co-founders, Piers and Gav. Really, really nice agency, working with some cracking clients, really impressed with them. Uh Market Kandor, I believe he's also involved in this. He, um, He's a cracking guy and his heart's in the right place. And he's a very, very knowledgeable guy when it comes to SEO. And the nicest thing about him is he's incredibly good with his time. He, if, the other day, or no, I'd say it was about a week or or, or two weeks ago, I had a bit of a bad day. Uh, he reached out to me just on the off just to check in see how it was. I said it was an absolutely bad day. Within like an hour, we were on a call. We were chatting it through. He's just a real good guy. One of those good guys that you would absolutely take to the pub and, and enjoy his company in and out of work. So him, definitely. Um, don't want to blow too much smoke up the climbing trees trumpet, but I do think you guys are going from strength to strength and doing incredibly well. and I've really enjoyed working together of late. Similarly, with a company called Launch Online, Jay Cow down there, I think she's wonderful. And the team they've built there are doing some really nice work as well. So there's a lot of agencies doing some very nice stuff, particularly in the east of England. I'm incredibly proud of the agency community. Uh, And I could go on, There's, there's there's thousands, there's tens of agencies that I would happily champion and say, you know what, they're cracking. And a lot of those are from the east of England. I'm so proud of this region.
0: Absolutely. And I feel that the community that you've built up in uh, Norwich and Norfolk amongst yourselves is a lot more collaborative than us guys down in Essex. I think we're, uh, we maybe don't play as well with each other as um, you guys do.
1: Yeah, that's something that I'm desperately keen to. Again, once lockdown is properly eased and we can all meet, 100% would like to get the East of England collaborating a bit more eventually the mission is to get all agencies collaborating a bit more but actually for now I've tried to do that over lockdown and had a lot of calls and intro to a lot of people but actually for now just if the east of England could collaborate you would see the opportunities when everyone understands that there is room to play nicely with everybody and you just stick to what you're good at don't try and eat all the pie share it around the opportunities just present themselves but It's when those agencies think they can do everything and chase the revenue, that's when they seem to come into problems.
0: So this has been great. Um, Thanks ever so much. So where can people find out more about you online?
1: The best place to find out more about myself personally would be LinkedIn. The business would be the website, quickfiredigital.com. Um, But yeah, again, I'm always up for having open and honest conversations. And so if ever someone wants to email just Nathan at quickfiredigital.com, I'm always happy to jump on the phone, chat to people. If you're a retailer looking to find the right agency, I'm happy to have an impartial. Well, I say impartial, of course, I'd probably promote you towards Quickfire. But I would always do my best to say, you know what? We're not going to be right for this. You need to speak to this agency. Got a question here, speak to this agency. You need to have consultancy first or you need to have uh, bit of strategy maybe you need to start with a brand refresh whatever it is more than happy to point brands in the right direction because this, as I said right at the start this whole agency world relies on reputation and trust and so it's all about giving the client the right solution not always what's right for you as an agency
0: perfect thanks so much for joining me today
1: uh, thank you so much for me I've really enjoyed it and I look forward to seeing you again soon
0: all right gang thanks for listening if you found the conversation useful Please join me again next time for Choosing an Agency.